tonight special And I'd like to tell you what you can do with it So Tanya said, honey, do you think you cuss too much on there? You've been dropping a, a lot of F-bombs. And I just want you to be realistic. I don't want you to get your feelings hurt. My cousin, she said, that's real life. That's not funny, Chris. Ain't nothing funny about that. That's just real life. And I said, where do you think comedy comes from? My name is Chris, and these are Tales from the Tar Heel State. All right, this is episode seven, and uh, I'd like to apologize for the last episode. Uh, I know it was some sad, sad bastard shit. I know I've been talking a lot of sad bastard shit, but, um, you know, I struggle with being sad, and uh, I felt like it was important to get that out of the way early on in this podcast, so if people know that, hey, man, this guy's got his own uh, struggles, and I'm certainly not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, and I'm not trying to throw stones at anybody. Um, I'm just trying to, uh, connect with some people, man. I know there's some people out there that struggle with the same kind of shit I do. And, um, it's kind of important to connect with people right now. It seems like, uh, we're awful separated and we're awful mean to each other and hateful, even though we're not very different. I don't know what the big deal is. You know, I wish we'd love each other a little more. Um, anyway, uh, what's been going on around here, man? Oh man. Welcome back to the Tar Heel students out there. I believe you guys are back in class now. I went over there. I put a flyer up in Davis Library by the exit doors. I don't know if anybody's going to see that, but if you do, please check me out, y'all. Um, come on now. Talking about us, man. Talking about Tar Heel State. Talk about Chapel Hill. It's bound to be somebody connecting the sadness and, you know, where you live at. But, uh, yeah, man, we got beat up in uh, India. Uh, was it South Bend, Indiana, I guess, where Notre Dame is? And, uh, man, that was a rough game to watch. That that hurt. Man, we worked, We tried hard, though. I got, our boys looked good. Um, shit, man, they just, uh, that that Lashesky kid, whatever his name was, sounded too much like Lashesky for my liking. But, uh, yeah, he just fucking it's killing us on those threes, man. Jesus Christ, kid can't miss against us. Um Anyway, yeah, that sucked, but uh, better luck. It's coming week. Uh, I guess this weekend we play again, I think. But uh, I got the schedule around here somewhere, but I'm sure everyone around here knows when we play anyway. And I don't think there's that many folks listening to this, so not that worried about it. Um, I was really nervous when I started this thing, but I see that no one's listening, and that's okay. You know, I'm just going to keep doing it anyway. And uh, number one way to be successful, from what I understand, is to don't stop doing this shit. So um i've had a ton of fun sitting in this room talking uh to myself and actually it makes me feel really good and uh you know other than people telling me to be realistic and people think i'm crazy delusional um you know it's hard to shake that shit off <laughs> and then keep sitting in a damn room talking to yourself and uh just trying to let the universe leave me man and that what we're supposed to do you know and I'm trying to be, to use the parlance of our times, authentic about who I am. Um, you know, that's why I want to talk about all that stuff in the early episodes. So if I say something after this that makes somebody mad, just go back and listen, man. I know I'm fat. I know I'm fucked up in the head. My fucking cousin called me pie face. 
Um, what are you going to do? <laughs> got to try to laugh at that shit, man. That's what you got to do. You know, fucking, I can't sit around feeling sorry for myself. Um, my parents, you know, did a number on me growing up, I guess, or whatever it is. But, you know, waiting on a call back from my therapist. Um, yeah, speaking of therapy, wow. And naivete starting in, uh, starting up a podcast. I thought, you know, let me call, call, cold call some companies and sit out some emails. And, uh, I sent out an email to, uh, a company whose uh, name rhymes with wetter kelp, wetter kelp. Yeah, it rhymes with that. And, uh, clearly just shows my na- naivete here being a little country boy from, uh, North Carolina. I was like, you know, Hey y'all, um, I'm starting a podcast, just started it up, was, you know, I'd be willing to uh, advertise for y'all for nothing on my podcast, just some free uh, online help for myself. And uh, I got a, a thing back and I was oh, super excited. It took like a, about 10 days and they contacted me. I was like, wow, that's great. I was really excited about that. And uh, it turns out, yeah, they just gave my number over to some fucking company that wanted to sell me some stuff, I think, to, uh, you know, teach me how to make my podcast grow. Um, but, you know, I already have social media. I know the demographic I'm looking for, which I think is pretty much everybody. Everybody deals with sadness, and uh, I know all the 40-plus-year-old men out there can, you know, relate to me and anybody from Chapel Hill, and, you know, married women can relate. I think they should be able to. My wife is my freaking business manager. <laughs> She's the only person in this house with a real job right now. Um, so I'm getting ready to start looking hard for a job again. Give myself a couple of months to try to get something going here, and so far, uh, this isn't working out. I mean, I'm having a good time, but you know, I didn't think I was gonna start making money right away or anything, but still, um, it's just been a struggle. Yeah, people all look at me like I'm crazy. That's all right, that's okay, man. Shit makes me feel good. I'm gonna keep doing it, gonna keep doing it. Makes me feel feel like uh, Bobby Boucher. (laughs) And I'm gonna keep doing it too because it makes me feel good. Um, but yeah, the weather here, holy shit, man, it's cold as fuck here today. Um, last week it was in the seventies and, uh, this week, let's see, we went from like 68 that morning and raining and the weather was supposed to turn bad that day. And so, uh, yeah, by that morning, by like lunchtime, it was a couple inches of snow on the ground here at the house. The road was completely covered. Uh, Tanya got out of work early. Oh, what I was saying, yeah, my wife is my business manager. She's the producer of this thing. I wouldn't have been able to get this thing going at all without her help. Um, you know, she's she's the uh, she was the uh, the brain trust here because <laughs> definitely, I'm definitely not the brain trust of this outfit. Let's get that shit clear right now. Um, but uh, yeah, the weather was crazy, man. Woke me up at like four in the morning that morning with thunder, just boom, like. And we live in a cinder block house. So, I mean, normally a thunderstorm comes across. I barely even notice it at all. And it shook the damn house. And, uh, yeah, and then later it was snowing like crazy that day. And Tanya got off work at like 1 o'clock and I uh, had to pick her up early. This is the first time I put my little truck in four-wheel drive, really, since I, ha- I have drove it across the field. But, uh, you know, not exactly worried about running off the road and into the ditch there. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, we... Uh, <laughs> We were, I was picking her up from work and we were coming back home and, uh, there was these, some folks had managed to roll up some snowballs and make a couple of snowmen in the yard there. And she, uh, she goes, Oh look, they already made snowmen. I was like, honey, I don't think you're allowed to call them that anymore. She said, what are you talking about? I was like, I believe they prefer to be called precipitationally frigid persons. 
And she was like, oh, that's hilarious. And I was like, well, I'm going to write that shit down when I get home. <laughs> now, I hope somebody else hasn't already said that shit, precipitationally frigid human, uh, persons. But I thought it was pretty fucking funny. Um, you know, just off the top of my head. Precipitationally frigid persons. Yeah. I think that's pretty pretty politically correct. I don't know. I'm not sure. I spend a lot of time alone. It's hard to know when you're uh, pissing people off or not. Uh, but maybe somebody will let me know. You know, I do have a website, Tales from Tar Heel State. Uh, com. You can check out our website. I think Tanya's already posted a, a, a blog up on there. Um, I forget what it's about, but she has about a million stories she's written over the years. Um, so she's going to put some stuff on there. I hope you guys will go on there and look at some of her writing. She, she's been writing since long before I knew her. Um, oh, but yeah, so the power was that I went out. I'll see. I woke up at four. The power went out at uh, 5.02. I went into the bathroom, turned on the shower, and was getting ready to get, step in the shower, and uh, yeah, the power went off, and I was standing in the fucking pitch dark, I was like, fuck, trying to turn the water off and stuff so it doesn't run out, and you know, let the, I didn't want the well to lose prime, that's just a pain in the ass, I don't know if, if anybody knows about that shit, if you live in the cities, you don't, of course, I don't think too many folks listen to this, but maybe someday, somebody will hear this shit, um, so yeah, uh, we had a leak going on here in the... Um, the shower was leaking somewhere around one of the fittings. And uh, so I had to sit here and wait for a plumber. But I took Tanya to work that snowy morning. And uh, I go over there to put up a couple of flyers on campus. I put up one by the ATMs over there on um, over by the uh, upper quad over there on one side of Davis Library. And I put one inside. They wouldn't let me to put one in the student union. Of course, I didn't think about that. Of course, I haven't been in the student union in about 25 years probably. Um but yeah, so I was waiting for the, I knew the plumber was supposed to come, but the power was out and stuff, so I didn't think he was going to come. And then my, my uh, landlord, she called me, and she's like, Chris, so the plumber wants to come right now. I was like, shit, I'm all the way in Chapel Hill. So I had to haul ass home. The time I got here, it was snowing like crazy. It was raining down there. It was snowing like crazy when I got back here to the house. So that was pretty wild, man. Pretty wild, man. Oh, we were riding down the road, Tony and I riding down the road again, and I was like, I was thinking, you know, honey, I'm feeling really good since I quit drinking. Still not drinking, y'all. It's been three weeks now. Woohoo. No AA meetings, none of that bullshit. Just uh just decided it was time, man. After thirty plus years of drinking. Um I won't lie, it was tough at first. Sleeping at night, some serious muscle tension and shit in my neck, shoulders and sucked. But um yeah, I'm still enjoying not drinking. I don't know if I'll ever drink anymore. Um, but yeah, I was telling her, I was like, I've been, you know, since I quit drinking, I've been smoking a lot more weed and drinking a lot more coffee. And that's all fine and good. I was like, <laughs> I was like, but I never stopped talking and I talk real slow. <laughs> ah, you know, but that's some good redneck humor for you. Uh, it makes me talk a lot, but I talk real slow. Uh, anyways, um, just silly, stupid shit there. But um, anyway, we're getting ready to go out to the store. And it fucking cracks me up that uh, she doesn't want to rush me out. She says she doesn't want to rush me out, right? And um, <laughs> sometimes when she leaves here to go to work in the morning, she'll like start turning off all the lights and shit while I'm still here. I'm like, you know, honey, I'm I'm still here. You don't have to shut everything off. Like you're, you know, and she's, oh yeah, I know. I forget you're going to be here. You're not going to work. I'm like, yeah, I don't have a job anymore. And, uh, so 
It's hilarious. Let me get ready to go to the fucking store. She says she doesn't want to rush me. Then she goes out to the car and sits and waits. And it leaves everything on. So then I spend like five minutes going around turning off everything in the house. Like, what? <laughs> uh, well, she's you sure shit not going to rush me? Because I had to close everything off. That shit is fucking hilarious, man. So fucking funny. Like, damn it, honey. But, uh, yeah, I thought I'd give y'all a little, uh, a little story here about some work shit. Uh, seems like the most jobs people, most of the, the episode everybody's listed the most is crazy jobs. So I had a job working for Parks and Rec's department, and I won't say um, which county. I will uh, let them, I will let them be on that shit. But uh, you know, I would go around and line up ball fields and shit. But a lot of weed eating and spraying and you know just ass busting, hot summertime mowing the ball fields. Um, stuff like that. And, uh, but we also had to go around to all the parks in the County and clean the bathrooms and shit every morning. And then we had gyms that we had to mop the fucking gym floors and clean the bathrooms in the gyms. And so, you know, it was, it was kind of a just shitty job, a lot of trash picking up and stuff. And, um, yeah. So in the wintertime we would winterize the bathrooms, right? So you got to shut off the water to these places cause it's, you know, Nobody's going to be going in there. It's all concrete and freeze up, bust up. So we go and we lock up the doors and <laughs> drain all the water out and stuff and put some antifreeze, uh, RV antifreeze in the toilets. And um, so anyway, we lock this shit up. And one of the parks is in the best neighborhood. And uh, we'd go down there every morning, check, pick up trash, empty the trash cans and stuff. And the doors, you know, appeared to be shut. I wasn't going up there and, and like grabbing them and checking the locks on them and shit. You know, like somebody's going to steal the. I mean, I don't know, just, just, you know what I'm saying. I'm not checking that. I come up one day and I see that the door is cocked open. And I said, what the fuck? I go up there and I open it and people had kicked the door open a while back, but they just shutting it when they would leave. And they had been shitting and pissing in the toilet. And it's the middle of the wintertime now and it's cold as hell. And so there was shit and piss piled up to the top of the toilet. This is no shit. All the way up to the toilet seat, frozen in a solid block solid block of frozen shit and then i go over and grab the other door and the other one had been done the same way and they had been shitting in that one too and guess who got to clean that out your boy right here your boy got to clean that out human feces working for the parks right department ain't much like that tv show is it don't sound nothing like that shit at all does it and the separation between the people that actually go out and work and the people that work in the office was disgusting it was like uh the the level of like class separation tribalistic bullshit like i'm better than you you should have stayed in school longer bullshit that you get from people that sit in an office versus and you work you're supposed to work together but they don't people don't see it that way and i found it in other jobs as well you you go to a place and they have the management meetings or you know behind closed doors and they don't you know they don't let you know what's going on they keep you in the dark it's a need to know basis and I can see why conspiracy theories do get done because people really are compartmentalized to the point. No one accepts responsibility for anything. Well, I didn't. I just did what I get told. And that shit, that, that's how, the, that's how the, you know, all kinds of shit happens in this world. Is It's just like that. You know, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. They, they told me to. I'm just following fucking orders. You know, but yeah, that shit was really disgusting. You know? And it's like. So many jobs, people have a, a, a inflated self sense of like their worth, like their ego is goddamn amazing. 
It's like those rock drillers I talked about acting like they're in the movie Armageddon. You you can work in a fucking grocery store and people will come around every day and acting like, oh, well, they moved something from this shelf to that shelf. And like, that is fucking amazing. Uh, here, we'll put out some hamburger buns up here. And this is for a friend of mine I used to work with. He'll like this. Uh, let's put some hamburger buns up here on the uh, shelf because um, that will really drum up some fucking customer excitement. Dave, if you ever hear this, I'm sure you won't. Since everyone there apparently didn't actually like me. Oh, I think of some of the things that were said to me there. It's like they were fucking baiting me. Like they were trying to get me to let it loose that I was some fucking right-wing asshole. I like to think of myself as a rational human. I think, I think I'm down the middle. Like, you know, I'm, I'm pro-fucking choice, but I do own some guns. You know, people are nuanced. We're not all left and right. It's not all black and white, goddammit. There's a happy middle ground, and, you know, if we realize that shit, that used to be what was great about America. You know, you're allowed to be free and express yourself and love one another just the same. Yeah. It's pretty fucked up. Doesn't seem like that much anymore. I'll tell you that shit right now. And, um, you know, I'm to the point where I don't think any of the parties represent, like, normal people. I just really don't. And I said that a long time ago. And I've always been a Democrat, and, you know, I can't vote for fucking Republicans, so... Yeah, I've been voting third party. Sorry, folks. I'm one of those assholes that throws his vote away just because I want something different to happen. But <sighs> fucking dreaming, right? That's that delusional shit. Hence doing this podcast, thinking somebody's actually going to listen to my country ass out here in the goddamn middle of nowhere, talking to myself. At least, like I said, at least it makes me feel good. At least it makes me feel good. Maybe I can get a part time job and. Keep things going around here without my wife worrying sick about me not bringing in any money. But yeah, anyways, yeah. What the fuck, man? Crazy times. All the grocery store, goddamn. Just keeps going up. I love when I see these fucking assholes talking about poor people don't notice that shit. First of all, half the store half the store was empty in uh at the food line today. It was pretty uh a lot of things missing. A lot of things missing. But yeah, tired of being sad bastard on here all the time. Figured I should might as well talk some shit about crazy shit I think about sometimes. Um, just so y'all know, I do listen to other podcasts besides comedy shit. I love Lex Friedman, um, MIT dude. Uh, he's like an AI scientist, robotics scientist and shit. Uh, Brian Cox, he's an astrophysicist over there in England and shit. Of course, I like to watch Star Talk and stuff like that, man. I watch all kinds of shit that's above my pay grade, as they say. Um, you know. I listen to a lot of shit that might be, well, I know that people think is right wing and that's okay. I also listen to a lot of right, uh, left wing shit. I think it's important to listen to both sides and make your own fucking decisions. Um, so, you know, I like Jocko Willink on his book, Extreme Ownership. I think it's important to take ownership of things. And I bought Jordan Peterson's book too, so I guess I'm a fucking right winger. I don't know. I don't know what it means anymore to be right and left. Anyway. But yeah, if um done all kinds of crazy jobs, y'all don't forget. If you ever have a question about landscaping or something, I could fucking probably answer it. You can go on um on our website, you can leave me a message there. I mean I've done all kinds of installation. I guess I could post some pictures or something on there of my um portfolio of all the installation jobs I did when I had my own company working for myself, doing landscape installation and stuff like that. And um, you know, building patios and walkways and walls and all kinds of shit like that. But, um, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had one buddy of mine was telling me I should uh, keep keep telling my stories, man. Keep telling my stories. I was like, shit. He said he always enjoyed listening to me at work when we'd be knee deep in some shit. And I was thinking, yeah, it's easy to fucking listen to me when you're a captive audience. You can't get the fuck away from me. It's easier for people to turn the channel here, but I'll try to. I'm trying to be interesting. I'm trying to be somewhat, uh, you know, fucking entertaining. Um, you know, shit. I don't know if it is or not. <laughs> Maybe you laughed once or twice. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, speaking of the Lex Friedman podcast, he, he recently did another one. He had Michael Malice on there, and um, he read bluebird the bukowski poem but he had read it before on his on his podcast and i heard it and i thought that um you know i i feel a lot like that that person in that i'm sure he's it's about himself i know that's got to be bukowski talking about himself obviously about the bluebird he keeps inside that he drowns with whiskey and and cigarettes and uh you don't want people to know that you're sensitive inside you know i uh certainly identify as a uh, scared the scared little boy i was you know people don't uh know that when they see me because i'm big and burly and shit but uh down deep inside i'm still that scared little boy folks so don't be mean to me if you ever hear this by the way if anybody ever hears this but anyway yeah check out that poem man that fucking you should listen to lex's podcast probably listen to him read it or you can read it for yourself but it's called bluebird it's by charles bukowski and um yeah, that's a that's a great fucking poem. He recently read it to Tim Dillon on his podcast, and I was I was like, God damn it, my feelings are hurt, Lex. I thought you were reading that just to me on your uh, podcast before, and that's for all my friends and family that think I'm completely fucking delusional that these people are listening to me. Uh, I know they don't know me, you know. And I know that um, I don't know them. Just so y'all know, I fucking know that shit. I'm not completely out of my goddamn mind. I'm still gonna get a job and go out here and uh, you know. Struggle right the rest of everybody else. I know I don't have any illusions about suddenly getting rich on this shit. Um, I was listening to Tinfoil Hat, Sam Tripoli, talking about moving to Chapel Hill. And, uh, well, if you do, Sam, look me up, killer, because I'm out here. I've already tried to DM your boy Johnny. Uh, I ain't getting no respondo CV play. I wouldn't expect to, but, you know, I thought, North Carolina boy, how many North Carolina boys are out here that are putting out a podcast um, in North Carolina, from North Carolina? And to listen to the same fucking shit that he's on. But, uh, you know, I guess it's a much bigger world than I think it is. Um, but, yeah, move out here, Sam, North Carolina. We need some more uh, crazy fuckers like you living here. Um, and everybody's moving here, so you might as well come on. Um, the Good Nights is a good club. I'm sure you've played there before. Not that you're going to hear this shit. But, anyways, you guys uh, have a good one. I hope this one wasn't as sad as I've been being. And I hope that that music at the beginning came through. And, uh... You know, that's an anti-gun song, y'all, by Leonard Skinner back in the day. Uh, they put that shit out, and just so you know, they weren't, uh, that's not a pro-gun song. That's an anti-gun song, all right? And, uh, all right, you guys take it easy, and uh, love y'all, and uh, keep on keeping on. <laughs>